Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Level Up Human, the comedy science podcast, souping up the homo sapien. Hello again, humans. Welcome to another episode of Level Up Human Extra. Uh, I am joined in the studio, and when I say studio, I mean... Rachel, I can't tell. Is this is this your, like, kids' room, or is this your front room? Or because you have kids, are all rooms not your All rooms, kids rooms? are both of those things. We're just going to give you a bit of background about the kind of things that we've been musing at. If you want to get in touch, tell us your ideas. Please do, at levelupyuman.com, or find us on Twitter, Facebook, all the usual places. We're going to be doing a lot more of these. Our Go live on. episodes have kind of run out. You may have noticed that we're recording them at various events and things over the past year or two. So as of next year, we might have a little bit of break, keep doing things like Level Up Human Extra. You can keep abreast of what's happening right now in science. But we'll be going off on the road again soon, hopefully back to places that we really, really like and new places that we really want to go to. These are going to be holding episodes in between us getting out and about to various things. So we shall try and keep it contemporary, though, and try and talk to you about some things that are happening right now in the world, like exosuits, for example. Exosuits? Mm. Is this like Iron Man? Yes, which I had not thought about before. But if you had an exosuit, you could be a lot physically stronger, couldn't you? You could lift up a sofa in a Superman (laughs) style. Okay, you've already thought about this. This is new to me. I'd never thought about it before. It's the best idea ever. I also think that this name is really stupid because all suits are exosuits. It's not like you're wearing your Armani in the inside or something. I'm wearing an intro suit today. You just can't see it. (laughs) Why? I'm not. Um, (laughs) No, but okay. So yeah, you're right. Exosuits is a stupid... Well, maybe it's because you wear it outside your suit. Okay, fair enough. It's a coat, so you, but look, we should call it an exoskeleton, I suppose, because that's exoskeleton, effectively what it is. Yeah. It's I just, more like exomuscles, though, really, isn't it? I love the idea that I could, as a five foot two puny human, um, lift furniture and other people and just chuck them across the street. Dare It'd be to great. dream, Rachel. Yeah. Furniture should not be your stopping point. Then there would be no messing, would there? And I would get the respect that I finally deserve. Is all kind of level up human upgrades, as far as you're concerned, basically a chance for Rachel to go smash. Yes, it's just escapism. 
It's just Hulk smash rage frustration coming through. Okay, well tell me more though. Why uh, why exoskeletons? Why is that your pick for this week? Well, I've been reading this article called Transhumanism and the Future of Humanity, Seven Ways the World Will Change. And one of them, or at least something that's mentioned in passing, is how you can have an exosuit to make you exponentially strong. And I like this idea a lot. So I can lift up a sofa and move it to another part of the room, see how it looks, just rearrange my own furniture without having to get the Chippendales who live in my house to do it for me. And then another thing mentioned in this article was contact lenses with cameras in. Now, we've conceived of this before, right? This is not new. Yeah, that's been a pitch, I believe. But Mark Zuckerberg reckons that what will happen is that whilst in the olden days you used to show people slides of your holiday, you can show them the footage that your contact lens cameras have been recording nonsense no i do not want to see that i just that nothing nothing makes me want to see somebody going down a ski slope from the first person perspective that is not gonna need really good software because i know isn't are the muscles in your eyes the fastest moving muscles in your entire body because they're constantly moving around to give you colour vision, more or less. Yes, yeah, so it is going to have to accommodate for cicades. Is that the word, cicades? Uh, well, it's where your eyes move very quickly, isn't cicades. it? Cicades. Cicades. Hey, cool. I think. Yeah, yeah, a fact. I have a fact. Ha ha! One fact. Five episodes. No. How many episodes <laughs> of this have we done? Seven episodes, and I have a fact. There we go. Boom. That's something I definitely don't want to see. The other thing Elon Musk pointed out, and I'm sorry to keep bringing up these people, right? Yeah, but Elon Musk together, and like... Mark Zuckerberg are my favourite dudes in the world. Um, Musk pointed out that if we don't co-evolve, like we were talking in the last episode about co-evolving with robots, if we don't co-evolve with robots, AIs are going to end up keeping us as some sort of like pets. Like we're the human organic Tamagotchis of the machines. Yeah. Exactly, because we're going to be so stupid compared to them that they're going to be like, oh, look, aren't they cute? They can't even lift this sofa and chuck it across the room. They can't even calculate pi to a million digits in half a second. They can't even, like, order their own groceries in a blink of an eye. They can't do anything. Yeah. And they'll be like, would you just sit on that blanket over there? Personally, that's very exciting. If I could live a life as a domestic cat being looked after by AI for the rest of my life, I would be more than happy because there is no limit to the amount of sleeping I can do given half a chance. Do you know why we're talking about AI? I've got an AI story for us, if you'd like. Go on. Because this one is properly terrifying. And this one also involves a movie reference. So, Rachel, have you ever seen Minority Report or read the book it's based on? Oh, yes. Wow. And And that's newsworthy. You've seen a film. I've seen a film. And not only that, but I've recently read the short story Minority Report. Is it good? It is good. So I don't know whether this is what happens in the film because I saw the film a long time ago and what I tend to do in films is see the beginning, fall asleep and wake up at the end, right? So I've got a limited knowledge of what happens in the film. But in the book... Basically, uh, there's a guy, he's he's the head of pre-crime. Pre-crime, yeah. Right. And this new guy comes in and is all like, I'm going to run this office one day. And, he, and he's sort of like, you're a young whippersnapper, you know nothing. But then he shows them around and he shows him the precogs, who are the guys who have basically been... They're basically mutant savants type things, so they can they can see what's going to happen in the future, and they they create a load of cards with people's names written on, and those will uh, predict who's going to commit crimes, and then you can try them and lock them up in advance. That's so they I don't have any crime. Spot on. But that that is one of my problems of actually nearly all 
of that kind of sci-fi is that they are really too optimistic about sort of human evolution. Like they have lots of really good science fiction with some kind of science basis and then ah, just psychics. Why not? And then just mutant sort of yeah, yeah. psychics exactly it's, it's yeah you're right you're right star wars which is well. like this is this bit of it is nonsense isn't it you yes. can't just suddenly go and then psychics because what you're doing there is you're you're just invent you're just putting magic into it in the so, middle of um so while this wind this back to a sort of thing approaching reality china is starting to use ai to try and predict who will commit to the next crimes so the kind of research that can be done in pretty much totalitarian states, as far as I can tell, uh, where they have mass surveillance anyway. But they're, they're doing things like trying to basically tie together all the data. They're using big data to try and work oh. out who might commit crimes and then potentially pre-arrest them or stop them. Like the police are effectively grading everybody. It's almost like everybody has their own TripAdvisor review. And if the review gets bad oh, yeah. enough... I read about this. red flags. Well, and it kind of goes from one end of the spectrum to the other. So, like, it's talking about good citizenship, isn't it? But But the other end of that scale is bad citizenship, i.e. criminal behavior. Yeah. Um, Which means that you're going to be, you're going to be kind of nudged into being the perfect citizen to get a good score. And you're going to be conversing with people about what your score is. Yeah. And, I mean, this is just, this is the beginning of the end. Yeah, it's truly terrifying. Life this is, is not going to be stuff. any fun if we start doing this sort of thing. Well, but it's also the thing of um, th- this is also kind of creating the idea of thought crime being 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 real. Like you don't have to have committed the crime to still be so flagged. But having said that, that's already happening even in in this country to an extent. Like if you are somebody who knows people who commits crimes, you're already kind of on certain watch lists and things. Yep, that's true. So there's guilt by association to a degree. And if your credit rating is bad, you you won't get a loan and all that sort of thing. And yeah. if you, yeah. But the reason I find this stuff scary is that, okay, we might well say, well, that might happen in places where there is this uh, dictatorship, where there is this kind of governmental structure. But, you know, whatever you're talking about software, it is a quick cut and paste. And suddenly you've got a kind of insta-fascism you know, you can have this sort of something which I don't mean like Instagram. I mean it like as an instant. You know, something which can transfer and just implant in a society as soon as you get one bad rogue president. Yeah. For um, example. Yeah, for example. Well, we've seen this week that that can, you know, that that some nonsense, crazy pledges that some potential presidential candidate makes can actually happen. Yeah. When everyone was like, yeah, but they're not going to allow him to do that. Yeah, they 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 will. So, yeah, having the scores in the first place is dangerous because all it takes is a president and he goes, well, if your score's lower than 300, you can't do these things. Yes. And then you are toast, my friend. Yeah. So so I found this quite frightening. On the other hand, I suppose maybe I should be looking at that there is, there is perhaps positive stuff to this. Like this is the kind of thing which means that if uh, you've been visiting a gun shop, people at last know you have a gun. Or if you've been... It's probably the kind of thing that'll be very good for certain types of crimes. Like if people are linked up this kind of way, things like what do you call them? Well, if you've been looking up how to dissolve bodies in hydrochloric acid and then you are found to have bought twelve cubic liters of hydrochloric acid <laughs> on Amazon. Yeah. And then you've also bought a metal bath. Is hydrochloric acid? Would that dissolve a metal bath? I don't think How so. How good at chemistry are we? 
Not very. Here's a spoiler. I'm not very good at chemistry, but then I'm also not very good at anything else. Okay, so um, anyway, so if you've bought the things and you've been looking up how to do stuff and then they come and go, have you been dissolving people in your bathtub? And you go, no. And they go, well, you have, haven't you? Yeah. Then I can kind of see there's a point to that, but I don't want somebody coming around and going, you have been, I mean, I can't think of what you would <laughs> what low level crimes I'd be committing but I just want to be able to get around and do my own thing without having somebody snooping on me all the time is that okay yeah and it turns out also this kind of stuff has happened elsewhere already so look it's not one of those things we can say oh China mean how nasty of you because it's been used in Milan there's a thing called key crime uh, there's Predpol which is used across the US in cities like Los Angeles to try and predict where crimes are more likely to occur who's more likely to do them um, and of course, well, here in Britain, we are one of the places, the highest number of surveillance cameras that there is in, I think, the entire world, never mind Europe. And by and large, most of it does good. But I guess I'm always worried that we've got the infrastructure ready to go for the wrong person. Mm. Well, yeah, and none of us are going to be safe. That's the problem. I saw the Sex Robots program on Channel 4. Oh, that was a neat recently. segue. <laughs> the, well, <laughs> speaking of, can I please just be left alone to do what the hell I like? There's no link there. Did you see it? No. Well, it was quite... Was it sexy? <laughs> I mean, the, the robots have been made to be like kind of porn star type women, right? This is what they've made them to look like. Yeah. But the AI that they've put into them is quite advanced in terms of, like, in comparison to what I've seen before in the shops, like robot hoovers. They're pretty, they're pretty advanced in that you talk to them. If via that's an... how you're planning on using a robot Hoover, then there's something wrong. <laughs> well, it's just not doing it for me, Simon. So I'm <laughs> looking elsewhere. But look, they've got these. So you can talk to them through the iPad, right? So you press a button and then you you talk to them and then they talk back to you. But the AI is quite good, so they know what the day is, they know what the date is. They can okay. kind of there's nothing more romantic. They than can respond in real time to what you're saying. And the only robots I've ever seen for are picking up boxes and putting them on shelves and things. And then you shove them and they can just about not fall over now. Yes. You know, but these, I mean, admittedly, I didn't see it move around. It was seated all the time talking to this guy on a date. Okay, tell me more. Because actually the thing I find most fascinating here is that we know that so much of technology has advanced through, for want of a better phrase, let's call it sin. You know, it's our, our basis desires. The adult industry is is advancing all the stuff. Yeah, it's like in a pioneering in uh Well, because they've got tons and tons and... of money and they might as well test out all the things. Because you could see that the guy who was making these robots, right, was like, I'm going to make a billion, billion, billion pounds out of this. Yeah. So why wouldn't he invest loads on research and development into uh, making them better? If we're going to end up asking, will you have, would you have sex with a robot? This is quickly turning into the Richard Herring podcast. Is it? <laughs> Any questions? Is it? Yeah. Okay, I don't listen to that, so maybe I should start. I think if you ask people whether they would do things, quite a lot of the time they would say no anyway. Publicly, at Publicly, least. and whether they actually would or not, well, we don't know, do we? Yeah. Probably the real question of this sort of stuff is, it's going to be that thing again of, is it good to get what you want? Because by and large, with our very optimistic podcast, we're always saying things like, you know, stronger, fitter, better, faster, all that kind of stuff. You know, we're, we're talking about our, our podcast, this whole point is about shaping the world and our species specifically to our desires, maybe. Mm. 
but will there be costs? And the answer is probably, you know? If you can make the world the way you... Like, like if you can make a partner, because like, this this is what this stuff is, is that like uh, uh, robots like this with AI are kind of... There was a huge focus in the program about companionship. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a splash headline, the sex robots are coming. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hashtag pun intended or whatever it was. <laughs> but, um... But then actually what the program spoke about was companionship and how you would have somebody to spend time with. Yeah. I mean, basically, when I'm old, I can see that my entire like later years are going to be I'm going to be looked after by robots and I'm not going to know. There is a film out at the moment that I have not seen, but I really want to see because because I think I think in some ways we're living in a bit of a golden age of sci-fi or people are and horror actually I'd say that as well hmm. where people are making the kind of sci-fi and horror movies that I at last want to see um and one of them I oh, do you know I'm going to have to look up its name but it's basically about a woman has a robot John Ham uh, who's, who's, not, not, not the actor. Is it played by? It's not a robot, John Ham. I suppose John Ham is playing a robot mm. who is supposed to be her young husband. Right, okay. And she is in the early stages of dementia, I suppose. This is ideal. Dementia. I would be completely up for that. Yeah. Um, the John Ham part, or just. Well, no, idea. I suppose what I'm saying is I would have I would have a robot companion secretly for many years. And then when I get old and and kind of crazy loopy, I'll just have one openly as my husband slash wife. I'll just take it around with me That's and that'll mean. be fine. And I wouldn't have a problem with that at all because I'll be completely out to lunch. <laughs> happy days. I mean, this could be a very happy period of time, actually. I, I look forward so to is it. So is that the big move? Because I suppose in terms of like the... Like you've talked, so, so in terms of the the, satis, the sexual satisfaction side of things, people have been making things like that for, for a long, long time. People will be trying to find ways of stimulating if themselves. If there's a the hole in the ground, someone, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll cut this bit, this is fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, you see, you, but you see what I mean? Like it's the AI bit of this, which is fascinating, that people are needing uh, company and, and feedback. Like is, is this a... 
Does this say a lot of bad things about humanity because we've just become so distant from each other? Yeah, I think it does probably. Well, is this it, just another thing of loneliness? Isn't it that actually it with like capitalism? people think that they want they want a sex robot, but actually what that is is a kind of like it's a yearning for a certain type of companionship. The company that are making these robots are currently making dolls. Yeah. And people are buying them and and it's kind of like it's fine, but ultimately not very satisfying because it is just a doll. It might as well be a Hoover. Yeah. Right. Whereas if you make a thing that will actually tell you that it's having a lovely time in your company, it finds you hilarious. <laughs> and I know as a stand-up comedian, I need that on a daily <laughs> basis. That's ultimately what people really need. I'm just imagining you at a gig. Telling jokes to a bunch of sex robots that I've saved up to buy. And they all just go, ha, ha, ha. Oh, have... But slightly staggered, so overall it sounds like <laughs> it sounds like laughter, and then we could get an applause break programmed in <laughs> to them for my best jokes. That's probably that was probably the most optimistic view of my career <laughs> that I've come up with so far. Do you uh, here in your house? Because I know you have Alexa. Do you spend a lot of your time practicing your sets to Alexa? It's is very difficult. Happens? It's very difficult to deal with Alexa. Can I just explain? <laughs> Does that she heckle? It, if you if you are angry, you you kind of find yourself taking it out on Alexa. Also, I have two problems with Alexa, right? One is that if I'm really annoyed, I end up shouting at her like I shout at the kids, like, Alexa, will you turn that music off? It's not cool, right? I put should your really shoes get on, Alexa. Put your shoes on. Or oh, actually, you can tell her to tell the kids to put their shoes on. I haven't, I've forgotten to do that. Anyway, so that's one of the problems I have. And then the other problem I have is that one of my daughter's friends in nursery is called Alexa. <laughs> I'm not making that up for comedic effect. She actually is, which means that every time my my bigger kids see her, they go, "Alexa, sing us a song." <laughs> it's um, yeah, it's bad. Anyway, so where, what were we talking about? Oh, sex robots. Yeah, okay. So the sex robots are going to lead the charge on AI robots, right? And then apparently, an AI will join a company's board of directors by 2026. That's the other thing in this article. I'm. Um... Okay, and not okay with that? Well, let me tell you, it's already happened. Where? Why? How? So there's a Hong Kong-based venture capitalist company that has an AI as their sixth board member. It's called Vital, or Validating Investment Tool for Advancing Life Sciences. And it analyzes the data concerning the companies in which they invest. If I look this up, am I going to find that there is more AI on their board than there are women? Oh, probably. Yeah, I would have thought so. It's quite a thing is though, I'm not convinced that this counts. I mean, they might have said that it's on their board, right? But essentially what it means is they've got five board directors and they're using a computer to check things. <laughs> it's like the, you're just framing it as having one. I, d- I don't know. But maybe, I don't know the details. Maybe it is Alexa. Maybe they do have a female board member. Maybe they do. Maybe, well, does that count as a female board member? <laughs> I don't know. Um, Jeez, that's a sad world we live in. Um, while we're on the thing of uh, companionship, yeah. uh, I have a, a, a thing I've come across this week, which is research into red-bellied lemurs, which basically says we should all cuddle more. Aww. Now, the reason for this, in their case, is uh, it's basically big grubby hugs. It turns out that the red-bellied lemurs share a lot of their gut bacteria, so these must be pretty messy hugs, I'd imagine. But it, it goes to show that... <laughs> <laughs> Gut bacteria are inside your body, though, right? Yeah. So how... When you say hug... <laughs> mucky, mucky hugs, perhaps. But but yes, sure enough, that when people 
people, yes, I'm including us mm. in this, the more physical contact we have, the more bacteria we share, and perhaps the better it is for us. This is one of those things, again, that might be maybe yet another rise, uh, like things in IBS and whatnot, is just less contact. contact. And that's probably mostly, I'd imagine, down to the fact, of course, what do we do being these upright, stupid apes that we are? We walk around wearing clothes. So we're automatically cutting down on our direct contact. Well, yeah, but you can't reverse that without... I mean, I'm wearing eight jumpers today, and that's not even a joke, right? Look, one... You actually are. Two... This one's got a polar bear on it, right? Then I've got this T-shirt, then I've got... So, like, I'm not walking around naked just because it's better for my gut bacteria. I can can talk about... That's one of the reasons I'm not walking around naked. I've... This is my first day wearing a vest. I am no longer welcome (laughs) in the Northeast. (laughs) You've been banned from... I mean, can you imagine being in York today? This is where Simon and I know each other from. Well, actually, it isn't. No, it isn't, but it's it's a a good coincidence. We went to university there, though. We went to university at York, and it is the most freezing place in the world. You can go north of York. I'm pretty sure it's tropical up there in comparison. (laughs) I used to go around wearing most of a sheep. Anyway, you're right. Hugging. Okay. So... But it's no good hugging. You've got to hug and kind of like exchange as many bodily fluids as possible, ideally, right? To kind of. So, are you saying then that people who have more sex have better, more diverse gut bacteria? Uh, I wasn't saying that. I don't know if any studies have been done into that. But it's probably the kind of thing that they'll, that they'll find. I mean, it sounds like if you're talking about mucky, and I'm using your phrase here, mucky, mucky hugs, Simon. <laughs> Right. No, it, it's immorally for the red-bellied lemurs. It's it's huddling, it's huddling, f- huddling. Oh, huddling. So that's what you do. Then you have to just. You might be wearing less clothes, fewer yeah. clothes, but you huddle together with other people. And they also seem to do it as a as a stress response. So if they're feeling a bit like awkward, um, find social situations such as competition stressful, and they all huddle. If I'm feeling awkward in a lift, I think the last thing I should be doing is huddling with all the other people in there because they they're not going to like that. You've got to maintain a bit of personal space but and distance. But it might also have something to do with some kind of synchronization of their, their physiology. So, for instance, we also know that bird pairs, which have got uh, synchronized hormone levels, make for better parents and they cooperate more as a unit. So it could be that as well as sharing gut bacteria by this huddling behavior, they're just syncing up. They're keeping keeping good as a unit. Let's cuddle more. Come well, on, that's a nice message for this time yeah, of okay. year. All right, more <laughs> hugging. That's fine. That's fine. Okay, I've got a creature with an external lung. Tell me more. So super hairy flies can breathe underwater. Super hairy flies. External lung. And the way that this works is they have so much hair that they actually can can keep enough air around them in the hair to be able to go underwater in like an air bubble. Ah, okay, that makes sense. How cool is that? The surface tension to... Well, and... uh, I think there's a couple of things which do that, actually. I know there's a couple of... uh, It's a very rare thing that spiders will go into water, but I think... I'm going to have to Google this to make sure I've got this right. So it's Mono Lake in California, home to the bizarre and hairy alkali fly. And they're diving flies, which can withstand the lake's alkaline waters. So they crawl into the lake to feed and lay eggs and the hair on their body creates a bubble of air around them which is like an external lung so i mean that would be quite cool wouldn't it you'd no longer have to wear diving equipment you could just dive down into the water and be able to breathe through your incredible hirsute body and then we could walk around naked as well we wouldn't have to wear eight jumpers so 
ideal. Because of the hair. Yeah. So all this, you know, losing the hair thing that we did many, many years ago was an error, as it turns out. Yeah, there is a spider. I knew I had to look this up to make sure I got it right. There's there's several spiders, in fact, which kind of dive, uh, keeping like an air bubble underneath them. And they can go hunting. But wouldn't way. that keep them up in the water? How do you dive with an air bubble under you? I suppose with using energy and with difficulty. You've got eight legs you as well. Keep, it's like when you try and dive holding a float. <laughs> and you end up kind of just bobbing. Yeah. So before we go, Rachel... Um, also, because it's just after Christmas, we're in the period, I think we should end with a bit of good news. Is that all right? Go on. There has been a fantastic trial against Huntington's disease, which has been shown to slow the progress of this horrible, horrible disease. Yeah. And it's thought perhaps that even if this is introduced and used early enough, people might not even develop symptoms at all. Wow. So this is a horrible degenerative disease. It attacks basically the nerve tissue in the brain. And uh, it's hereditary. And this technique, it's its sort of like firing in a little bit of um, messenger RNA. And what this does is it, it kind of pairs up against the defective gene that's causing a bad protein to be made and stops it being made. So this is basically streets ahead of where we were just a couple of months ago. This is really, really good news. So what is memory RNA? Sorry, not memory RNA. Did I say memory RNA? No, I heard memory oh, RNA. Because memory I... RNA is, is a thing. But oh. This is messenger RNA. Sorry, messenger RNA. Right. So let's imagine your, your gene. And this gene, in this case, has got one that produces a protein called Huntington. And Huntington is the thing that causes the Huntington's disease. And most people, it starts coming through 30s, 40s, 50s. It can happen earlier, but it's progressive. It's a massive decline. And this, basically, this corrupted protein is a, is a brain cell killer. And this drug interacts to stop the protein being made. It's kind of like literally shooting the messenger in mm -hmm. RNA. Yeah, so just good news all around. That's good. So might That's that actually be available anytime soon? Do you know what? I would? I never would say anything like on a podcast because everything will have to go through trials. Who knows what side effects might be possible, but this is a significant leap forward. And bearing in mind that diseases like this really uh, ruin people's lives um, we can say that at least this is a step forward and it's not just a step forward for Huntington's disease itself it might tell us more about dementia and other diseases like that so that's a nice happy new story turned on really that's excellent I, I feel very festive now well, um, a bit of hope as we've missed Merry Christmas listeners Merry uh, Christmas everyone I'm just having a mince pie to celebrate I hope that you're still lying on the sofa perhaps finishing your digestion maybe this would have been a good time to introduce the sort of level up human third stomach or maybe the third buttock that you could be sitting on it right now watching really bad movies. They all are. Yeah. Simon, anything you've got coming up that you want people to know about? Uh, no real dates in the diary, uh, but I'm working on two new sort of play things, uh, both of which will be at the Edinburgh Science Festival in April. But we're kind of entering rehearsal period and things during January. So look, I've got a new thing called um, The Mirror Trap, which will be an immersive theatre box thing. Uh, which is kind of about quantum physics, psychology, and grief, maybe, actually. Yeah. Sort of imagine a horror story about science. You told me a bit about this, and it sounds it sounds good. Okay, well, there's that. That's coming up. But yeah, nothing, no dates in the diary yet. Okay. But we'll be releasing these uh, quite regularly from now on. Yeah, Once we a will. Hmm. Once a fortnight. I might be moving the release date to the end of the week. 
Cool. But we'll see. And just case, to warn you guys, if you're looking for this on a Wednesday, it may come out on a Friday. But once I've moved it, I will keep it where it is. But listeners, it does also mean uh, get in touch because now we have got more flexibility. And if you have any pictures of your own, any suggestions of your own, any new stories you'd like us to cover and look a bit more into, then this is the time. Looking forward to talking to you. Bye. Bye-bye. That was Level Up Human, hosted by Simon Watt, produced by Rachel Wheely, and supported by the Wellcome Trust. For more information, go to levelupyoumen.com. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.